Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. this have you ever um gone to go and buy sun care usually at the airport or just before holiday and stood in front of uh, you know a, a rainbow well, i say a rainbow but you know yellow white and yellow bottles <laughs> of sun care and made a decision on what you're going to protect your skin with based not on the contents of that bottle but based on a, a multi-purchase discount offer or the promise of a tantalising gift with purchase like a multicoloured beach tote, because I don't know about you, I cannot resist those things. Um, if that sounds like you, and if actually you would like to know what's in that bottle, and you'd like to know how best to protect yourself, please do listen to today's podcast, because I was able to secure some time with the lovely Abby Cleave, the Managing Director of Ultrasun. She very kindly invited me to her office at a very, very busy time for her in the run-up to summer, and she laid it all down for me. She answered every question I had, she debunked every myth I'd ever heard, and uh, she corrected some bad SPF behaviour in this beauty enthusiast. Um, so stay tuned for that. Any references in the show, uh, in the podcast, we will, I will add links, etc., into the, the show notes. I just want to flag up, Abby invited me into her office during a very busy time. Um, she's not that far from a, a train line and phones were ringing. So if you hear a little bit of background noise, that's what it is. But don't let it distract you from the awesome information you are about to hear. Enjoy. Today I'm at the Ultrasun office and I am speaking with the very talented and very lovely Abby Cleave. Welcome to the Beauty Podcast with Emma G. Thank you, Emma. It's lovely to be here. I don't know about the talented. (laughs) It's a real privilege to have you here because, um, and to tell the listeners how you and I met was in a dressing room. Emerald, I believe it might have been. I think think we were Emerald Queens that day. Emerald dressing room at QVC. Um, We went through a phase of having a lot of shows together a couple of summers ago. And uh, when you share a dressing room with somebody, the bonding happens very quickly. (laughs) It is. It's like a very special thing goes on. You go from, hi, is this your blusher brush? To, oh my goodness, my hormones are a wreck. (laughs) Have you got your tweezers? Help. Is this beard normal on a woman (laughs) of my age? Like, we just cover everything. So it's the loveliest environment. And I was really struck then at how wonderful and kind you were. But also, I started to quiz you about your brand, Ultrasun. I started to ask questions about SPF. As a beauty editor, I've written about SPF for many, many years. And I do believe at the time I said, I am baffled as to why I haven't had this conversation with you before. I've learned so, so much. So what you listeners can uh, get today is it's a real lowdown and the real facts about how to protect yourself from the sun, um, 
just even the simple questions like, what is UVA? What is UVB? What is it really doing to our skin? And Abby has every single anecdote and expert intel to really, um, really let you know what the lowdown is on Suncare. So I'm going to ask you first off, tell me a little bit about your role at Ultrasun so the listeners can understand who you are and what you do. Well, technically, I'm the managing director, but I never really know what that means. <laughs> it means everything from making the tea to getting involved in formulation and also in how we communicate. So we can actually talk to people in, in real language, not in all the science speak and, and things that, that matter to them. Um, I started 20 years ago and it really was literally me and the Yellow Pages, if any of the listeners actually know what the Yellow Pages was. <laughs> that was a big book it for all you millennials <laughs> listening. Um, and I literally used to look up pharmacies and ring them up and if if myself and my assistant at the time who's still with me now um could get an order of six units we were like woohoo um I'd found ultrasun um in Switzerland years ago and it answered my problems I didn't understand why I didn't Mm -hmm. know that everything that I know now all I knew was I was someone with very sensitive skin that didn't really get a tan and always burnt and suddenly this one product seemed to look after my skin and actually deliver a little bit of tan as well so I found this amazing tried to get it in the UK and couldn't and I'm afraid Ultrasound UK was born it was like right (laughs) I will get it myself so I started importing it and and basically developed sort of the the whole company as Ultrasound UK Um, and now we are lucky enough to to have product in a lot of high street locations on QBC Mm. um, lots of people that have found us who maybe thought they'd never have a loyalty to sun cream which Mm. I can understand it's not a product group where you think oh I will you know I I specifically want Mm. But actually, once they've used Ultrasun, they realise the benefits it gives them means that they can. And that's what I enjoy, because Mm. every person who has an issue, has a problem, is worried about little ones or is worried about their own skin or their parents' skin... Once they find the solution, that's a, a real success. And I still get as excited <laughs> for one new customer do. as I did back then. I, I always think genuinely in business, you know, the phrase live every day as if it were your last. You sure. know, we always say, yeah. you know, go and do all the stuff, your bucket mm. list and everything, which is great. But of course, you wouldn't be able to pay your mortgage because you spent all your money <laughs> on Tuesday. I always think in business, you should live every day as if it was your first be grateful wow. for your business. You know that that huge passion you have when anyone starts a business or mm. starts a new project, that massive, you know, I'll do anything and I want this and I want that. Don't let that go because mm. that's the magic of why you're where you are. Yeah. And that's my thing. It's my thing with my team. There's 36 of us now. And my whole thing is every day we should get excited about what we do, why we do it, who we're talking to. I pick up the phone all the time to customers and sometimes people say, is that the lady of QVC? <laughs> yes it is and we should we should be absolutely first hand as well as all the stuff we do in the lab and with mm. these amazing people so I just love what I do I'm very very blessed to be in a role that I absolutely adore working with great people so we can keep moving mm. forward it screams out of you you can tell and that's what was so um intoxicating when we had that first conversation about I think 12 o'clock at night when yes, they were still doing the 1am yeah. and we hadn't been drinking even no no but there is a, there is an energy we'll yeah. call it in yeah. inverted commas that comes from being on air but um let's talk about UVA and UVB yeah because I think that that's something that is a little bit confusing we think we should say it on my suntan lotion bottles Can you break it down for me really simply so I understand? Okay, so UVB 
is the one that we're all familiar with. These are the burning rays. And for years and years and years, we've been aware that UVB rays are the ones that we need to protect against. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is true, but we now know more. So UVB, if you think B for burning, those are the ones that sit on the skin's surface. So they do the surface level damage. Mm -hmm. So if ever you've had sunburn or you peeled, you've reddened, that is UVB damage. But UVA rays penetrate far deeper. They don't stop at the skin at the top of the skin, Mm -hmm. they go all the way through, right down to even the subcutaneous, the lowest level of our skin, where our new skin cells are not ready to defend themselves. So they can do more damage. They're doing sort of DNA damage. Um, And so that is also very worrying from a long-term view. Mm -hmm. You won't burn in the immediate time but that's storing up that damage and of course aging so we often remember uva for aging but i don't want to underestimate it so it's uva for aging uvb for burning but i don't want to um just say because uva is not just about aging although many of us are deeply concerned about premature Mm -hmm. aging of the skin there is much more long-term damage there as well and Mm -hmm. we are seeing an explosion of skin cancers and skin problems um and we need to you know in younger people as well not just um in older people so it's very important to protect against both now when you're looking for that protection with uvb that is the, the the bit in the product that protects you from UVB is the spf the sun protection factor Mm -hmm. so you might see numbers like 20 30 50 so that's great. And obviously, I would always ask people to go high, um, look for, especially if they're going abroad or they've got young children or sensitive skin. But the UVA protection is a bit naughty as an industry. It's measured in about five different ways, which doesn't help people to know what they're really getting on their skin. Right. You can measure it as a percentage, as in how much of the UVA is filtered. You can measure it as a factor, a bit like the SPF. That's that's sort of dying out a bit now because that was very confusing. Um, and another way that the EU have selected to, um, to, to look at it is the proportion of UVA to the UVB protection. So it's a ratio between UVA and your SPF. Um, And that's also a bit confusing because it it doesn't really help you. So what I say to people is there's two things to look for on UVA. One is UVA, the the letters in a little circle, should be displayed on the front of your product. That means the EU have decided that that has enough UVA protection to be sold within the EU legally. The other thing is, and you can check it out on your manufacturer's website, is to actually ask for the percentage Okay. With ultrasound, because we're very passionate about it, all products have at least a 90% UVA factor. That's very important. So they're filtering 90%, which is significant. Yeah. I'm afraid the EU standard is only 33%. Cripes! So it's a lot lower than we would allow. Australia is 90%. They are the highest global standard. So With we always reason, go... right? Because yeah. of the ozone situation. And they have turned it around. Their skin cancer numbers are going down. They're the only people, and yet they have the highest propensity. You imagine mm. the ozone issue and that very, very long, very hot, very dry sun, mm. that, and a, a very much an outdoor working population. Mm. So we're not talking about a few hours here and there. We're talking about people who are spending eight, ten hours yeah. in, in strong sun. Um, and they have really worked very, very hard. So 
we have to look to them as yeah. our heroes in, in, you know, as a worldwide sort of um, industry and say, right, what are they doing and why aren't we doing it? Well, they've and achieved that's what a we real do. success. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I'm afraid that Europe, we always think, don't we? I always feel very safe. You know, it's the UK, it's Europe. It, they've always got my best interests at heart. And of course, I hope they have. But the, the knowledge is taking a long time to filter through and to get to the industry. So I that's why I say, right, what, what are the best standards? What are the highest possible testing standards? Mm. We need to be there. So you won't put anything out there unless... Unless it adheres to those standards. And even our UVB, so that's the SPF factors. You know, sometimes um, you hear in the media like that something was labelled as one number, but when it was tested independently and that sort of thing. And I'm not going to lie, whenever I hear those stories, I go... <laughs> Just listen, you know, because that's just human (laughs) nature. But why I can sleep at night is that we actually have our products tested in one of the most stringent, ridiculous laboratories in Germany who are so incredibly, you know, they are so to the letter. But that's why I can sleep at night. Because whatever number goes on the front of that packaging, you know, I'm asking people to put that on children and babies. And coming away from me as a commercial person and the business, that's a massive responsibility Mm. These are people's skin. And I do have, you know, a genuine conscience and care mm. for, for the people, and as we all do. I'm not trying to say I'm some hero. I, I know, you know, that's how humans, that's mm. how we're programmed. So it has to be right. So I, we do get very passionate about it. And I'm afraid products take a long time for us to develop because they have to be right. Um, and But when we do them, we know that we can hand on heart with all security say you know go and be looked after go and protect your skin this is going to help you your family go forward and have a much better safer time now one of the things i want you to answer for me once and for all is spf 50 and above does it actually exist are these high factors real okay so we've got spf 50 and we've got spf 50 plus Now, that's really important because to get that little plus sign, you have to test at 60 or above as an SPF. Now, in the EU, the highest category is a 50 plus. That's the highest category we're allowed. Even Mm -hmm. if we had a test that said our SPF came out at 82, Mm -hmm. we would have to label that as 50 plus. People often say, yeah, but is it, once you get past that point, is it worth it? You know, are you, are you just putting more chemicals perhaps in your body or more inconvenience yeah. in a thick product? And what I would say is, look, we need to turn it on its head a little bit. Think about not what the, the number and the percentage, but think about the percentage that you're stopping. So it's often widely reported that a 30 will protect you from about 93% of the sun's rays. Mm. But a 50 would only take that up to about 95 or 96. So the argument is it's only a few percent. Mm. Does that matter? But turn that on its head. A 30 is allowing 7%. If you're protected from 93, 7% of the rays are going through. If you're stepping up to a 50, it's only allowing about 4%. Now, that's almost halving Mm. the amount of rays that are getting to your skin. So I completely agree that I don't want people to just always go to the the max strength on sun protection. It's about finding what's right for you. Mm. However, don't underestimate the difference between a 30 and a 50 and a 50 plus. Because if you have very sensitive skin... If you've ever had a problem, you've been to see a dermatologist or you know a doctor and you've had something removed, you've had a mole removed, you've got a lot of moles, which we know is an issue and can mm. lead to, to skin cancers later in life, take extra care. You know, you really need to. Babies and children under 10, 
those are the people I really want to turn to those extra high protections. Mm. Don't think, oh, it's only a few more percent. Think, actually, it's almost halving the rays that are getting to me, halving those damaging rays and my exposure to them. That's very important. I'm also a big believer in vitamin you know vitamin d making sure that we're our kids are, are getting some um joy of sunshine that we're not keeping them in you know we've got all sorts of other issues going on we've got kids that are getting bigger and larger and less active and are actually quite happy to stay in if my parents had tried to lock me in because they were worried about sun i'd have gone crazy and been out and about but of course with you know playstations and technology and the internet got an ipad why do you yeah exactly kids are quite all right then i'll stay in (laughs) so we need to be encouraging those kids out so we need to find the 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 best solution Mm. for the next generation so that they're protected there's still some vitamin d production Mm. obviously we look at diet as well for that or even supplements on top and that they're out and about being busy i remember as a child going on holidays with my parents and there would be some evenings where getting into bed would be excruciating because the feel of the cotton sheets on my skin because I burnt Mm. and I sort of worry now that I'll pay for that because I think what we're learning is that actually you will pay for it those that sun damage Mm. and that kind of burning it's laying underneath yeah and and unfortunately it is you know and and the most important thing you can do is make sure you're not adding to that Mm. by doing it again but you're absolutely right i i have burnt so badly as a kid i used to have an spf of 10 and i can remember my friends going 10 you'll never get a tan 10 that's ridiculous whereas now i won't even manufacture anything under 20 yeah so thank goodness we have changed and we understand i think the biggest myth out there is that so many people say to me oh i have to go red before i go brown i don't get a tan if i don't go red it's like (laughs) no please because that is skin trauma yeah and the moment that happens everything speeds up your skin starts you know it knows it's under attack Mm. it's the only organ that's exposed hopefully um when we're out and about (laughs) any luck um and in fact you know if you think about how precious your heart your liver Mm. your lung you know these are very important parts of our body our skin is doing an amazing job to keep us protected from the environment from toxins you know keep everything together and yet we we go and spend two weeks in somewhere very very hot it's the most stressful thing we can do to our skin and we're sort of determined Mm. to get a tan so what I say to people is I I have genuinely and my daughter will lay testament to this we have genuinely been shopping you know in good old Rygate having a bit of a shop around (laughs) and someone has run up to me a stranger and said look at my tan that's two months later because they they realize (laughs) that by protecting properly from from the sun Mm. the tan that they do get will last it's Mm. not that sort of trauma tan tan where everything speeds up the skin starts shedding very quickly and before you know it you've jumped on a plane looking brown and you land in england or uk you know somewhere in the uk and you end up like where's it gone i was planning yeah i was planning to wear white to work on monday and now ashy yeah so (laughs) if you can just cope that it will take two to three days to start developing gently then you're not putting your skin through that trauma and danger. You're not risking horrible things like prickly heat that are going to keep you out mm. of the sun anyway. And you're not going through the pain that you and I both did as kids. Oh, my God, just so uncomfortable. And then the badge of honour when you go back to school was, remember those swatch watches? Yeah. You'd have your watch, watch mark. mark. You'd be like, ah, check that out. Yeah. And also, if you got freckly, peely nose, yes, that was, that was oh, like, oh, you've been away. Been, <laughs> you've had an amazing holiday. You're so lucky. Yeah, you're so lucky you've burnt. You didn't, yeah, you didn't get any sleep. But if we tried that now, if it was... Oh. If we demonstrated that now, any friend of mine would say, oh, you should probably go to the doctor. Yeah, you really need to sort that out. Exactly. And my honest thing is just fake it. 
please mm. just fake it it's you know in those first few days when you're going onto the beach if you're feeling that's fine get a spray tan that doesn't protect you you mm. obviously need protection as well but there are so many great products out there that you can use we're actually developing one that's coming out later this is a bit of a bit of an exclusive, exclusive. And I, shouldn't, I shouldn't even tell Shall you I sound a clack yeah do you, do you mind actually there was a little ice cream band that, just went <laughs> that was well timed I do that um, but we have now developed this amazing um, SPF 30 once they product that's got the very high uva as well with the most beautiful tint <gasps> so you put it on and literally you've got it you've got everything you need you're done so for the first few days or as you go through your holiday and it doesn't transfer so it doesn't come off on your white swimming costume and all the rest of it so i'm completely obsessed with that product i have to be honest um but yeah it really is um a beautiful way of just getting you over those first few days until your gentle natural tan starts to develop i remember speaking to a, a sun care slash skin care expert many years ago who said to me think about particularly for the british audience who are listening think about the fact that you spend 50 50 weeks a year in the uk where the weather probably isn't that great your sun exposure is limited is minimal and then you go away on holiday the temptation is to throw off everything put your bikini on and just lie in the sun Mm. and it's like putting you know something into chip fat yeah and you have to ease your way in. And so ever since then, I've got that, that. That just makes such perfect sense. Well, and that's what prickly heat is all about. You know that rash that people get, mm. you know, often across the decollete or the shins or the forearms? And that is this trauma reaction. It's when the skin just can't cope with a very high intensity. And it's normally mm. when people haven't broken themselves in gently. Yeah. So they've gone from winter here or overcast weather here, or maybe even if it's been bright and sunny. But if you're working every day... You're not seeing that. And then you suddenly go on holiday and you want to be eight hours out there. And that's where the skin actually bubbles. And what it's doing is trying to increase its surface area. It's trying to reduce the ratio between the UVA onslaught that it's receiving and your skin mass. You can't physically grow. So the skin produces these little nodules that mean that there's more skin there's more puffed up skin cells to cope with um with the onslaught of the the uv rays but of course what it means to us it's also a trauma reaction it's Mm. saying get out that's why you have pain you you know the body is very clever it gives you pain to say stop doing what you're doing (laughs) stop hitting your head against that brick wall (laughs) it's not going to help um and that's what it's doing and it's saying to you and and that's what that's the one worry if you have a good spf but you don't have the UVA protection, what you're actually doing is you're stopping, you're inhibiting your body's own trauma alarm. You're stopping the burning, and so that's, which is great, but mm. you're allowing all that UVA, so all the damaging rays, and it almost encourages people to overexpose. Right. So that's the problem. So that's why I'm so passionate that it must get, if it's giving you UVB protection, if it's stopping the burn, yeah. it has to protect at all levels so that you're not tricked into thinking, oh, I'm fine, I'm doing fine, I'm not burning, I must be fine. But actually, you are overexposing. So I know that gets a bit complicated, but whatever you do, the biggest wish would be make sure your product is what we call broad spectrum i.e it looks after you from the burning rays but also those very dangerous uva rays as well so uva we know are the aging rays mm-hmm. you've explained brilliantly uvb burning and broad spectrum means you get both, both. absolutely Perfect. in a good level you know in a, a good strong level so i really want to talk about kids and spf actually because you know burning children is not no it's not it's not nice no, they may really have done it to painful. us but we're going to stop that now. <laughs> But um, I know a lot of my friends who are, who are mothers really worry about what they're, A, what they're putting on their children's skin and also um, whether it is going to be protecting them. And I've been on a few holidays with friends where the kids are basically, 
you know, they look like they're about to swim the channel because yes. they are covered yeah. in so much yeah, yeah. product. Yeah. So, but that's good, right? Depending on what that product is, as long as it's broad spectrum, and if that's the choice, then brilliant. Um, what we find is that kids hate sun cream. They hate the smell. They hate it on their face. They hate having to come in from the pool when they've just made friends mm. and they're being pulled in and out of the pool. That's why at Ultrasun we make these very long-lasting or even once-a-day products. Now, by that, I do not mean you can put up this product on your child and leave them in the sun for eight hours. But what I mean is the application, the way that we formulate, means that product will stay on your skin even if you go in and out of water, even if you're sweating, perspiring, doing mm. sports. The reason for that is because it's, it's called liposomal. We basically put the filters in little coverings, a bit like minstrels or Smarties, where the good stuff's <laughs> on the inside, and that allows your skin cell to absorb it. That means it will stay with you all day. You need to choose the right level, 30, mm. 50. It means they're completely invisible on the skin. You don't feel them. So for that reason, that's fantastic. And a lot of friends of mine who are parents in the first few times they've used Ultrasun have said, I kept checking. You know, I know you said it would last all day, but I put a bit more on at lunchtime. And that's fine. But they soon learn. I say to them, do it in the morning and then put a bit more on at lunchtime if you want. Or maybe the next day, make that two o'clock, make it three o'clock. And then you'll realise that this product is truly there in a long-lasting mm. way and to be honest that technology is available to the industry it's just really expensive right and therefore that's why it's often not used now with children really really there's a few things whatever product you're using please get them covered before you go out on the beach one a lot of these sprays and things that are now done you lose a lot of protection through evaporation okay so you can lose up to 40 percent of what you think you're putting on just it evaporates off the skin Two, you're bound to get a better application if they're at home in an apartment or a hotel room or a caravan or wherever you're staying than you are on the beach when they're totally. desperately trying to get somewhere else and there's sand and there's people and there's things to do. Um, and that you will also... Also, one of the areas where we remove a lot of skin cancer, actually, is sort of traditionally around swimming costumes and stuff, mm. where we all try not to get it on our lovely swimming yeah. stuff. So we kind of leave this inch in very vulnerable areas around the arms, the shoulders, mm. around the decollete, or around the thighs. And that's, that's a real issue. So that's why we say, if you do that at home... I'm not saying everyone has to get naked, but <laughs> at least you can, you know, do yeah. that and then get your clothes on rather than sort of actually leaving these very vulnerable areas. Very interesting you say that. I remember one of the first ever SPF presentations I went to, they got a woman to wear a bikini and apply sun care mm. as diligently as she possibly could. And then they put her under a filter. Yeah, and you can see everything like and the burn marks yeah. and her thighs like very soft skin very vulnerable skin yeah and well. not exposed that often you know you're you're not normally exposing these areas yeah. and anywhere that faces the sun so shoulders decollete the tops of feet tops of head especially guys who are maybe balding a little bit that's the areas where again we remove more skin cancer yeah. because those rays are directly on top of you tops of ears tops of ears is a real issue for guys yeah, yeah. absolutely um, and ladies with short hair you know it really does um, there is a lot of problem there so it's those areas it's also the high frequency areas actually so we've talked about on holiday on holiday but when we do get good weather here you know when we the newspapers suddenly say it's hotter than Barbados <laughs> yeah we're all yeah we're all going to pass out everyone drives down to Brighton yeah yeah when you get in that queue of traffic um when that happens please be aware and think or if you're outside for long periods of times you know if you're a roofer or a gardener or whatever mm. because actually um with men for example the most common site for skin cancer is the the, the face and scalp 
um, specifically on the right-hand side. Drivers. Drivers, because UVA, those rays that penetrate so deeply, come straight through glass. Mm. So UVB is stopped, you won't burn, but you're still getting the UVA damage. Um, And for women, believe it or not, it's between our knee and our foot. And it's just when we take those tights off and jeans and all the rest of it, and we go, oh, it's a lovely day, I'm going to put my legs in the garden, you know, I'm going to go and sit in the garden and eat my sandwich, or I'm going to go to the park on the way home from the school run, or whatever. And we we just stick out, we we don't think sun protection like we would on holiday. So I'd say, seriously, if there was a few things, it would be, be aware that UVA is just as important as the SPF in your product, so look for that. And just be aware of the UK. Sun cream shouldn't be something you just buy for your holiday. Mm. If you you would never run out of shampoo or conditioner or moisturizer, you just wouldn't run out of it. Mm. it would, you'd have one ready, and yet sun cream people sort of don't replenish. I, I think they're worried about shelf life actually, because yes. a lot of them you have to throw away. It's a big thing for us. All our products have to be guaranteed efficacy for two years after opening. So whereas most of them are throw them away after six months of opening or twelve, we go for we. So we you could start one bottle and take it on the holiday the next year with Absolutely. you with complete confidence. Yeah, and the next year. You know, you could, you could open something now and that could take you right the way through 2000, obviously 16, 17 and into the beginning of 18. Yeah. So you can put them in your cupboard and when the sun does come out at the beginning of the season, instead of everyone going a bit pink because you decided to have a, an impromptu barbecue, as we all do on the same day, <laughs> instead of doing that, you can actually go to the cupboard and grab it out. My brother does take the mickey out of me a lot. That in, He was looking for a mug in my kitchen to make a cup of tea the other day and opened a cupboard and it was full of sun cream. He said, <laughs> he said nobody has a sun cream cupboard in their kitchen. I was like, I do. I remember a friend coming around to my flat years ago and going to get a knife and fork and was like, Ems, there appears to be 400 lip glosses. Yeah, in the gallery drawer. I was really low on storage at the moment, (laughs) so I put all my lip glosses It's a perfect place for them, really. You can arrange them by colour. Who needs nice forks? Exactly. (laughs) Who needs nice forks and spoons when you can have luscious lips? Duh. Precisely. Um, Now, with kids and those heavy formulas, I think I'm not a mother, but if I was, I'd be worried that there'd be a payoff. Like, am I clogging my my child's skin? Is, Is all of that um all of those chemicals sort of doing some harm despite the good that the spf is doing and i I have to agree with you to a certain extent to be honest um unfortunately testing sun care is incredibly expensive you do uva uvb tests you do skin compatibility you do water resistance sweat resistance friction resistance you know there's about seven tests that we have to do quite rightly Um, and they are incredibly expensive they can be up to about a hundred thousand pounds each so you could be talking about three quarters of a million pounds on one formula and if it fails any of those you start again now if you imagine for a big skincare company that's a very big investment Mm. they could produce a sort of anti-aging cream um and also with sun care there's a kind of price ceiling i'm just being really honest Mm. but you know we all sort of say oh i'd pay that but i'm not paying that sort of thing whereas if something promises that i will look younger i will probably pay anything for that (laughs) so um so i'm afraid manufacturers are very hesitant to bring out new formulas now, that means we don't benefit from the breakthroughs in ingredients. Now, at Ultrasun, we do. Absolutely, categorically, it's what we do. We are mm. constantly on what is new, what is better for our skin, what can we remove, what don't we are need anyway. Are you constantly updating the formula? Constantly. Okay. It's all we do. We are sun care specialists. You know, that is what we are doing so all the time. So it's not constantly about, let's have a new product, new product, no, new no, product. No, no, no. Let's it's make sure what's the one best. that we've got. Absolutely. Is... So we, for example, we have no parabens, we have no preservatives, we have no mineral oils. Um, the things that can cause allergy, like perfume... Mm-hmm are out you know we just don't do it so we have to look at other ways and, and be very clever because sun cream the uva filters smell 
be honest with you, mm. UVA filters smell in their raw state. The absorbers for UVA don't smell very pleasant. So what a lot of companies do is whack in a load of fragrance to mask that, which yeah. is the easiest option. But fragrance on your skin in the sun is the last thing it needs. And if you are someone who's got sensitive skin or maybe has had prickly heat, all of these sort of silicones to stick it to your skin, mm. to make it watery, all the quick, easy solutions that we maybe used in the 70s and 80s, um, are there are better ways. But of right. course, that means you've got to go back and restart again. And that is so expensive. So that is my frustration with the industry. Because people sometimes, when they use ultrasound and they can't believe it, they sort of say, but why isn't everyone doing it? Why? Mm. Why is it you? you you're this Swiss crackers crazy passionate ridiculous ivory tower we will make it amazing or we will not make it outside a few minutes i know i don't know if you caught that (laughs) um but the reason we can do that is that we will continue to invest you know we Mm. the way that we formulate product be really honest is would i put that on my children's skin okay and i've i've got bright ginger haired twins and from birth obviously they've always had ultrasun but it's always been, you know, what are we putting in the products? Mm. What can we leave away? How do we get around that? How can we be clever? Okay, that's a more expensive way of doing it, but let's do that because once people realise, and I'm delighted of things like that we, we don't formulate with any of those. There was a thing a few years ago about MIs, about three or four years ago, and suddenly the media went mad about, you know, and they really do cause a lot of skin MIs issues. Being... Oh, they're, they're a very complicated ingredient that was very easy. It's a very easy absorber of UVA, um, and it's a bit of a cheat to, to formulate with. Right. And they were in a lot of products, and it was on Watchdog and all sorts of things like that, and people saying, I got skin allergies and you know manufacturers say oh we're very sorry that you you know had an allergy but actually when the numbers came together the industry had to say actually this is an issue and I had probably that day about 10 emails from very senior people in our retailers you know the likes of Jojo Mama Baby and John Lewis and you know people who are really responsible retailers Mm. clarifying our position on these ingredients and it was great to say not only do we not formulate with any of them we never have you know, it's it's not an ingredient we'd ever use. It, it doesn't deliver to the customer, and it's it's just not even on the list. Never has been. You don't have to worry about any stock because it's never been there. And it's a bit like the whole sleeping at night. The most important thing is to protect everybody's skin. Mm. But after that, it's to make really good, honest decisions. The way you do as a human, mm. not as a business. That's yeah. that's my thing. We're still us, independent. We're not sitting in a big boardroom with lots of people that are saying, "But we need more money out of this product or margin or any of that." It's about brilliant product mm. and staying exactly as we are and having that level of control so that every single product, even though it's only one or two launches a year, which I know for some companies is ridiculous, they'd launch 20 mm. new products in a year. But what we do, we do it really, really well. And that's really important to mm. me um, so, that, so that we can feel really confident. So the answer to the whole payoff thing about slathering your kids in those high formulas is there can be, but you are incredibly confident that not with ultrasound. Absolutely. And just look, you know, look for when you are, especially in a repeat application product that you're maybe putting on your kids three, four, five times a day, genuinely wanting to do the right thing for your children. Mm. I completely understand that. Just turn it over and have a look at the ingredients list. And if you see things like parabens and things like that, just do your research. You know, have a look. How would you identify a paraben? Parabens will always say. They will always say parabens now. They'll normally be right at the end of the um, ingredients list. And um, anything like that, just have a, a bit of a Google about. And I'm not suggesting that, you know, we all know that you start you know googling headache and you end up with all sorts of things yes, you don't want yes, to know yes. <laughs> so i'm not suggesting that everything is is 
exactly as it can be reported, but get a feeling for why a lot of people wouldn't want these ingredients in mm. their products. Um, and look at some of the very responsible retailers like Whole Foods or Holland and Barrett and look at the list of products that they wouldn't, that the ingredients that they don't want in products on their shelves. That's a good rule of thumb because mm. they've really got a handle on the research. And if they're saying they won't stop products with X, there's a really good reason for that. And if you okay. can avoid it, especially putting it on little systems four or five times a day when it's a product they're not used to, mm. as you said, 50 weeks of the year, haven't had anything on their skin, and then suddenly a huge amount, you know, up to 50, 100 mil of product a day. And you've got to think where that's going, mm. you know, and how their systems are processing that as the skin, you know, takes that product on. You know, we're asking, you know, livers to, to cope with um, products that we don't always want. So firstly, check out your manufacturer and make sure they're really pure. Maybe they should have a statement about mm-hmm. what goes in and what doesn't go into mm-hmm. their products. Um, and, and just be very aware of, of that for all cosmetic products, I think, is a good rule of thumb. Just to be aware and make your own decisions. Yeah, that's good, good advice. Um, what consumer question do you get time and time again? Always, always the order of application. <laughs> because Ultra Sun is once a day, which I know for some people is a bit too gimmicky, and I get that completely. Um, and I, believe me, I've had lots of conversations with people where after a while they're like, oh my gosh, I understand that now, I understand why. Um, and, you know, just to let you know, things like we're on prescription. The, the SPF 30 and the 50s and the 50 pluses are all on prescription in this country. So they've been deemed as excellent protection mm. by the by the real experts out there who are dealing with issues day in day out um yes yeah, so my biggest the, the big question for us is often do i put my moisturizer and my body lotion on first do i put my ultrasound on first? you know which way do i do it i would always say get your sun protection whatever it is onto clean dry skin i don't mean you have to have necessarily had a good scrub i just mean <laughs> clean of other products you know and then put your other products on top that would be my advice on holiday, when you really need that SPF and UVA protection, then maybe really take your anti-aging routine in the night time. That's when you really step that up. Mm. Um, all of, Again, our products are formulated with skincare ingredients to deliver hydration throughout the day because your body needs it more than ever in the sun. It's the most drying, damaging mm. force there is, more so than sleepless nights, you know, eight vodkas. <laughs> <laughs> that's just a Wednesday um, and you know smoking we know all these things take their toll on our skin but the sun is the strongest most difficult thing for your skin to cope with so mm. that's when you need that extra support so think about your nighttime routine as well to, to aid the recovery process but yes that's the biggest question which order so sun protection first that's your first step and um, the other one is I often get asked about um, you know, if I've got a base tan, you know, when do I step down? What factors? Rule of thumb, but I'd love everyone to get to know their own skin. I always say for grown-ups who have got a relatively good skin, then in the UK and Northern Europe, probably 20 stepping up to 30 um, in the real peak season or if they go somewhere um, warmer. Um, and for kids, 30 is their base level in the UK and mm-hmm. summer days, especially sports days and things like that when they're going to yeah. be out a lot more and 50 to 50 plus when they're going somewhere very hot 
You mentioned something about kids um, before about vitamin D. Now, there are vitamin D receptors in the skin, but they're also in the hair. Do, does SPF block vitamin D receptors? It certainly slows. Depending okay. on what it is and how high a factor it is, it certainly slows vitamin D production. But we are doing tests at the moment and finding that there are, um, within our products, there is still vitamin D production, mm-hmm. or since, you know, this is still going on. Um, it's just slowed by, by depending on how strong stronger protection is, is put on the skin so for me that's why all our products are filters not blocks mm-hmm. um, they all filter and absorb the sun's rays for your skin so your skin feels very normal it can breathe normally and it can synthesize but just not as much mm. i would always say look look for vitamin d in your diet and i know it's harder to find you know we all hear oily fish lots of broccoli and we do Yum. yay go us mackerel for tea my kids will be over the moon mackerel and steamed broccoli yeah, they'll be running home now um so yeah i do appreciate that that some of the advice is not always the most practical but there are great supplements as well and it's the one thing i'm a real terror for buying loads of supplements and then not actually taking them that's the thing i seem yeah, to do no because by buying them you're making the effort i know i'm so in and then but they stay in the jar and apparently they don't work in the jar you have to actually yeah yeah. it's like all the diet books yeah in the kitchen yeah they're all lined up beautifully untouched because you've invested in that diet (laughs) for that 10 minutes i believed in it in myself um (laughs) so yes i would say if you are going to supplement your diet with anything vitamin d is a really good one especially for Mm. women you know we really need that in our diet um so yes if you can make that effort of course if you can get it from your diet if you're eating fantastic amounts of leafy greens and um you know fish and stuff Mm. then that's wonderful as well it is something in the uk that we are i think naturally more and more becoming quite deficient in yes we are and we are anyway just because of our climate regardless Mm. of what protection we use and our indoor you know we work we tend to work a lot of us indoors and um yeah we we don't see as much bright sun so i'd say you know whatever you do it's something to consider especially in winter time or times of, of no sun interesting now what's the biggest um sun care myth um, time, I, well, time again you have to say who told you that yeah. where can i find them I, think I need to shut this down one of the biggest ones is the red to brown thing yes. um that you know i have to burn before i go brown that's not true that is actually not true what they mean is they they, they spend three days red and then the skin is browner at the end but it would have been anyway mm. if they'd avoided the red it's just they they they've got through the, the reddening phase so that that's actually a complete myth I'm afraid it's one that you mentioned earlier as well. The whole, is is it worthwhile having high factors? Okay. Because the media got hold of that a few years ago with this whole how much of the percentage has changed. It's only a few percent. Is it worth it? You're putting more chemicals in your mm-hmm. body. Is it worth it? Yes, it is. Categorically, yes. If you have a sensitive skin, if you've had skin cancer before, if you're talking about children under 10 years old, yes, you need to step up because you are fundamentally roughly halving the sun exposure by moving from a 30 to a 50 plus. Mm-hmm. And, and it's very, very important to do that. I like the way you describe that, of turn it on its head. Stop thinking about what it's preventing. Think about yeah. what it's letting in. Exactly. It's really and that's, nice yeah, because it's, it's, that, it's that extra jump that you're taking mm-hmm. that, that is very easy as, as a few percent to see as very minimal. But when you look at just, hang on, but as a proportion of what, what's there, it's, it's between a third and a half of the extra protection. Mm. Maybe I should be doing that for the vulnerable ones in the family. Um, so that's another one. Um, I think also um, that product, um, people say, I've never burnt, so my product must be great. That's when I say, look for that UVA. Mm. Make sure you've got that because there are products out there that will protect from UVB really well, which is great. 
I know what it is as well. It's <laughs> why do I need sun cream? I've got SPF in my moisturiser. Now, oh no. I know. Now I love SPF in moisturiser and day cream and makeup. I love that. The more SPF the better. It is the single most damaging thing to your skin. Mm. So if you can get a little bit of extra SPF on there, that's great. But you can't rely on that. You know, manufacturers will put SPF in there because then they can claim all sorts of anti-aging messages, which is great. But also SPF... Please correct me if I'm wrong mm. because you're the expert here, but SPF sits on the skin, correct? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. So if you're putting SPF into um, a skincare product that requires the skin to absorb it, are you not asking an awful lot of that product? Yeah, you are. And, you, and exactly what you're saying, because that SPF, that SPF is based on a huge amount being applied to the skin. So when you think about your lovely moisturiser, mm. especially if you've spent a lot of money on it, you tend to be quite sparing and you don't want a, a sort of greasy feel to the skin. You sure. may want to put your makeup straight on. So we use as much as we need. You don't think I'm getting SPF out of this and get a great big dollop mm. and rub it. So you're not using enough. The SPF in there is unprotected. It means it's um, it's not photostable. So the sun's rays, just as they fade things in a window, you mm. know, the sun's rays are very powerful. They will break down the SPF that's that's in those products ours are protected by these liposome shells that's why they don't break down Mm. and why we are photostable i.e at the end of the day as effective as at the beginning but the spf that's used in day cream and makeup isn't so you put your day cream on at i don't know seven in the morning and by about nine nine o'clock in the morning that that could have stopped working you know that could have lost its efficacy um and you're not going to keep reapplying that so all i'd say is it's great but please don't rely on it you need a good base spf and uva protection um and then you can add your lovely makeup and everything and if it builds up a bit of extra spf they're brilliant so this is something that's really interesting for me because um i have been applying my spf incorrectly (laughs) because i moisturize first and then i think well i want it to be between me and the sun yeah so i put it on last and that's because you're thinking of it as a very physical protection now when we we've got two ways of protecting you physically and absorbing so like a chemical absorber. Now, the physical ones are the thick, white, zinky, you know, mm. the you, loads of titanium and zinc and kids' Opaque ones are very white. Yeah. yeah, And, of course, we get that, but we all hate it because we don't want to look like little ghosts and it's tacky and horrible. And then the chemical ones um, are using chemical absorbers, like little cotton wool balls on a you know, miniature scale, to absorb the UV before our skin does. Both of those are effective, Both are great. Both come with advantages, disadvantages. We don't want to overload the body with chemicals. We don't want to be thick, greasy, slimy and look like we're about to swim the channel. So what we do is we do a mix of the the pair. We, we, We look at how much physical protection, how much chemical absorption, so that we get this perfect balance, in our opinion, where the product doesn't sit on top of your skin. It is absorbed into the skin cell via the liposome. Um, method but is there to protect you at all levels as well we talked about how deeply the uva penetrates Mm -hmm. i don't want to just protect the top because uva rays get through that i need to protect you at all all levels through the skin and that's what the balance is all about with ultrasound we say apply it first because we want to be able to get to your skin cell at all levels. you want the monopoly i totally (laughs) want it all you know me mg i just if i'm there i'm there 100 percent um but what's great is that your moisturizer etc serums oils even Mm -hmm. will still be working because we ultrasound doesn't block your skin it doesn't cause that barrier 
so you're able your, your product is still able to be absorbed you're not wasting you know beautiful moisturizer yeah because if i've spent a lot of money on a serum yeah. which i am hoping is going to get right down in there and make me look radiant reduce my redness or whatever those things are yeah i don't want to feel like i've, I've just wasted that. it yeah. yeah exactly and that's with optimum we say apply it give it 10 minutes and then after that and we've worked with loads of really high-end beautiful and at all levels different brands and looked at skin with ultra sun applied and the ability of their product to still penetrate and be active and do what it does and it does it's wonderful so that's great so even sometimes you may get advice from somebody else um, another a skincare brand and if you ask them about using ultra sun in conjunction with their products they'll tell you the same okay which is great because we need to give one clear message the right message mm-hmm. the truth to to people out there so they can use use it in the best way and that's absolutely what what we really believe you should do as an industry i'm not i am sort of speaking for me but <laughs> i'm speaking for the people i've worked with as well i love that that's a myth i love that there are also three yeah there sorry. Are also three questions that come around i do this quite a lot you know <laughs> i do this in the street i have approached people on beaches in swimming pools um when i've seen people this with has become a thing right this has become a real thing and actually i have to admit i found myself it was a very sunny day a couple of weeks ago and i saw a woman pushing a push chair and the child was completely exposed and every fibre in me wanted to at least ask yeah. because the baby was looking pink and I know uh, friends who've been walking with their child and people have come up and said is that if they've got sun protection like this is new this yeah. is not and do you know that happens in Australia all the time a friend of mine moved to Australia and had you know their child very well protected 50 plus was very happy with it but of course went to the pl- park and every other child is wearing hats with those little sure. bits down the back of, and, and she said she had long trousers and long sleeves even gloves mm. and she thought so I, gosh I really feel like I'm a terrible mother I've you know because they are so much further ahead with their protection messages um but i'm lucky because i always keep millions of mini tubes on me so instead of having to go up and be sort of slightly accusatory and say it's your child protected i just go hi would you like to try this it's great on the little ones and then walk away meanwhile my teenage daughter is just dying like oh not again you are the mad sun cream lady mum that's what people are going to know you as the mad um, sun cream lady but that's okay that's what we call the podcast yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) honestly i I, it has been said to me i've um i have yeah i was buying a car with my dad the other day he wanted some advice and we went to a secondhand car it was all blokes being very blokes and secondhand cars and all right now i can't imagine no no i'm in this day and age and um and this lovely man was helping my dad and then um he just said to me have i my wife watches qvc have i ever seen you he said are you sun cream and i said yeah he said oh i don't wear this stuff like right straight to my boot here you are make your what you know and just try just try make it i just think we've all got a bit of a guilty secret with the sun we've all had a bad experience or some of us are real sun worshippers i get all of that but you can turn over that leaf and go do you know what from now on i'm just going to try it and then you get all the lovely tan and the beautiful skin and not your skin not looking parched or Mm. aged at the end if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about juvederm lip fillers with Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Of the, su- of the summer or your end of your holiday and it really is a, it pays back you know it's an investment that pays back so look at my hands I know you can't see the podcast but that is well, the hand I put sun this. cream on and that one I don't look at the show notes because I'm going to post this picture we'll take a nice picture so of you can see the pigmentation the lines whereas that one is, is quite young and Abby young has and pure. what we refer to as beauty editor hands oh really is there oh mine are much less there's obvious. a syndrome I've got a syndrome <laughs> because depending whatever your dominant hand is when yeah, you go to launches the first thing you do is yeah. put Put here on and that's head. exactly what I've what I've been doing. And then I consciously said, right, I'm going to stop apart from on holiday because I don't want to have a problem. But I'm going to only apply sun protection to this hand, so that actually people can see the difference. And that's been in about the last couple of years. But you, it's obviously exponentially going. Will you eventually get like a? Yeah, I'll get a new hand because this one will be old. <laughs> no, <laughs> like seven, like a like a David Duchovny has in Zoolander, where he's got that you know oxygenated thing over it, so that it will be preserved. Yes, yeah, absolutely. That's forever. what I'm going to have to do because um they are yeah they're two different people's hands now say i am a sun worshiper Mm -hmm. say i'm like abby i hear what you're saying but my goodness i love the feeling of them rays on (laughs) my skin yeah um but i'm careful about it i do it first thing in the morning i do it for half an hour and then i stay inside or i cover up i wear a hat how do you feel about that? I feel great about that because that's kind of me. <laughs> I've got to be honest. I love the sunshine. I love holidays. I love being on the beach or being by a pool. I absolutely love it. Me in a book, often with the sunshade, I have to be honest. Mm. But but I will have time where I'm actually in the sunshine and with loving it. no protection on whatsoever. No, never with no protection. So what about the people who would do... Oh, well, they would do no protection. Stint, no protection. <gasps> I would love them not to do that. I really would. Please protect. Honestly, if they just went to something like the 20 Glimmer formula or something that's a bit of sparkle and a bit gorgeous, but I would... The idea, I, did you? The, the, I'm, I'm still in shock. Watching your body language, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> recoiled. No, I, I have to say, I have to be really honest. Um, I love people, and I'd love to please people and say that that's allowed, but I'm afraid it's not. As far as I'm concerned, genuinely, if you are going to be in any sunshine, especially hot sunshine on a holiday. You need sun protection. You really do for so many reasons. Even if you only invest in it from the aging point of your skin, the loss of collagen, elastin, the, the the loss of structure to your skin. Obviously, I'm thinking about more important things. But those, you know, it's mm. whatever motivates you. Um, I really genuinely please don't go below. I'd say don't go below a twenty. Mm. The nice guidelines are don't below, go below a fifteen. So obviously, I, I bow to those. But you do need to do that even if it means you spend an hour rather than rather than half an hour in the sun protected sun exposure is Mm -hmm. really going to 
prolong your skin. Can 20 minutes in the sun with absolutely no protection, like I'm talking on holiday, giving yourself a, I'm going to give myself a blast of these rays, can mm. that do some serious damage? Yes, it can. Okay. I'm afraid it can. Um, I'd love to say no. Obviously less damage in somebody who has a darker skin tone, mm-hmm. who's more used to the sun, um, who has an Asian or a black skin, you know, less, far less damage. They have a mm. natural SPF to their skin that I don't but have. it's much lower than one would think, isn't that right? Far isn't lower. it like SPF 2, yeah, natural it's, SPF of 2? And... It is very low. It's under 5, depending on um, the colour and the pigment yeah. in the skin. And also, of course, what we have is many people who have spent several generations out of a sunny environment, mm. you know, living in the UK or in... Europe or Northern Europe out of a very sunny environment. So actually their natural um, protection over generations is being lost. It's not being stimulated and therefore they're not as well protected. Also mixed race can be quite... um, deceptive because someone can have a darker skin tone but could have actually inherited more of mm. the um the vulnerability of their lighter skinned parent Interesting. so it, it's really difficult to, to judge um the other big issue with darker skin tones and from asia and through mixed rate you know is actually it's very hard to detect skin cancer because where i can see things changing on my mm. very fair freckly skin on a beautiful, rich skin tone, it's very hard to mm. see that change, which means it gets left later. I'm afraid, although it's getting a lot better, um, we all get a bit nervous of the race issue and skin colour issue. And what happens is sometimes GPs don't feel mm. that they can that this is someone that should be referred always. There's a bit of a cultural issue. Mm. There's also a cultural issue within the community that feel that they wouldn't get skin cancer. I've got, you know, I've got black skin. Mm. However, um, the problem is the mortality rate is a lot higher because it's not being detected till a very advanced stage. So what I would say is that anyone with lovely, dark, rich skin tones, keep checking, be aware. So someone of my age, our age, who has had that thing when they were a kid and they burnt when they were younger, should we be going and getting checks in the same way that we go and see a dentist every six months or annually? No, you don't need to go and get checks, but you do need to have those checks. But that can be done by yourself, mm-hmm. you know, just checking your skin, especially moles. Um, it can be done by a loved one, um, hopefully the same loved one, so there's some consistency, but who knows? <laughs> That's your own decision. Um, but check yourself, you know, make sure you are checking, especially if you have moles. And what you're looking for is change. Itching is a real sign of change. If something itches, you know, like if you grazed your knee as a kid mm. and then it all scabbed over, as it starts to heal, it, it often used to itch. Yeah. And that's your that's a real sign of change. So if a mole starts to itch, you're just suddenly you're aware of it. You weren't aware of it before, but you keep sort of going to touch it. You're, there's something that's it's yeah. troubling you. Um, if it becomes irregular in shape, um, bleeding, these are when you really need to just go and show somebody. That's when you need to go and have a full check. Right. You know, there's places like the Mole Clinic, there's, um, you can go to your GP, mm-hmm. etc. Um, but if you are someone that you're just aware that there's been some damage in previous times, just keep an eye on yourself. Just keep mm-hmm. checking and don't underestimate. It's no problem to go and show someone your arm who says you're absolutely fine, go away. Yeah. Fine. Tick. Done. Um, but please keep checking. And there are other, we always talk about moles, but just to make you aware, the other two two vulnerable areas for people are scar tissue so i'm talking about quite major scars but people have had any kind of breast surgery mm-hmm. or hip replacements you know but not keyhole you know but there's a scar yeah. where we've damaged the skin it, it really has a, a sort of um a weakness there so be careful keep checking good surgeons will always say stay out of the sun for six right. months and also tattoos 
So the area of real vulnerability, the darker um, the dark skin absorbs more UV. Um, it's somewhere, again, where we've just changed, we've, we've changed the skin. And if nothing else, if there's someone in your life that has a lot of tattoos and you know they won't protect, sell it to them on the basis that their tattoo definition mm. and colour will it last a lot them. longer if it's protected properly from the sun. Um, but those are areas that I always, you know, we all talk about moles, which is great mm. because that is the most common area uh, for an issue. But really, tattoos, anywhere where there is damage to the skin, it, it is a little less able to protect itself. That's really helpful. Really helpful. Now, we met at QVC. Let's talk about QVC for a minute because you, you have people coming up to you in the street. You have car dealers recognising <laughs> you. Um, tell me about your experience of being on QVC and because I'm just going to put this, uh, put the words in your mouth a little bit, but the the positivity that comes back at you is so lovely. I know. It is. It's amazing, isn't it? I would... Um, last year I did a lot of shows and it was said to me like do you think we need to get a second guest and I could feel myself going no no I'm not sharing I'm not sharing this <laughs> I'll work 24 7 I'm not sharing this um QVC is an amazing place an amazing experience and I truly truly love it I'm very lucky and also I think I'm really lucky because just as the exhaustion sets in it's the end of the season and they don't want me they've got the guy with the ice shoes or the umbrellas coming in you know because it suddenly goes winter and they're doing that because so, your hot season is is right now so it is thank you yeah. very much for fitting me because i know you've got a tsv yeah. tomorrow uh, no the tsv launches monday night monday night at midnight goodness. so i'm very excited about that it's the best one ever but um, <laughs> i'm not i'm not trying to talk about that but you know <laughs> I will. um but yeah qvc is a lovely place it's a very warm environment mm. and people help each other and i really love that i love that somebody could walk in as a brand new guest who's never been on air before and someone who has done this for 18 years will help them but mm. not in a patronizing but just explain things and you meet the most wonderful people i have met some of the best friends in my life mm. you know in that building in those spending time till 1am um i'll tell you a really funny story which tom's going to kill me for but um, tom ogden yes, about yes we were once in the green room and it was just me and him and he had his laptop and we were watching that french and saunders um, sketch where they do shopping telly and it felt so <laughs> naughty because we were watching it in the building and every time someone walked past we were like naughty school kids closing I'd go hi hi because it was just so ironic to be watching that mickey take within the the building but um yes um, Tom is a dear friend and we've you know just I've just met so many lovely people I think the first time I ever went on air I have to tell you I I had no idea what to do I pretended the cameras weren't there I looked at the person presenting the host and just literally made eye contact like I'm doing with you now didn't blink I don't think for seven minutes and just thought I love you that was always going I love you please keep talking help me through this have you ever done that thing where you've had a show and they're doing the intro and they're looking at the camera and you don't want to look away at them so you just stare, I stare at, them. at them I stare at them for ages and you just think they must feel so uncomfortable but I can't look away and you're really close sometimes you're um, you know you're, especially if you've got a model with you you can all be incredibly close it's sort of not really a comfortable social distance and then you're staring at them sort of really waiting and also I've done that thing and admittedly when I'm very very tired at the end of a long run of shows where I've just drifted off I have literally <laughs> I'm so intense and I love what I do so much but I've sat there staring it was Charlie and I'm stood at, staring at Charlie as he's doing that and we've got Ultrasound coming up and we've got item 203, 601 and da 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 and amazing value don't forget and, it's uh, on easy pay and, da, 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 and here's Abby and I've just I've just been like oh yeah <laughs> sorry well, what are we talking about could you just go through that again I don't know where I was then so I've got a lot better at not drifting off um, and not thinking about oh 
did I get the loo roll? I don't know if I did. Hang on. <laughs> so that's, hopefully I've got rid of that. Um, but it's a great way of actually talking to people. Yeah. And Suncare, who'd have thought that Suncare on a shopping channel would work? But actually, it's about education. Mm. And I often think, you know, there's a lot made of sales and all this sort of thing. And as far as I'm concerned, genuinely, hand on heart, I just think, if one person goes out and buys some sun cream now, mm. I'd love it to be my brand because I'd love them to try it and realise yeah. how easy it can be. But you know what? If people start thinking, maybe I will protect the kids. I'm not suggesting that everybody out there doesn't. I know people are very responsible. But it's just getting messages out there. And, you know, or grandparents are very influential. Or, you know, when we're talking about teenagers mm. and people who are less likely to protect, if we can just influence a little bit that's a really important thing so for me it's there's quite an ethical part to it as well uh, but it is it is great fun isn't it it's just a blast and I think one of my favorite moments was turning around and you'd done your face contouring but you hadn't, <laughs> you hadn't blended it and I was like oh okay and the more we got used to it the more we were saying well I don't think you so should blend it this was oh gosh it was a year ago and I had just taken receipt of the Smashbox contouring pencils which is a kit there's three pencils there's a highlighter a bronzer and, and a con and yeah, yeah. So there's, there's basically dark brown light brown and sort of creamy white and the way the, there's a video on the youtube channel um where you essentially draw on and then blend in but for a moment at least one looks somewhat lion king-esque yeah yeah you did that's exactly it and because this is what i try to say to people the comfort people are so comfortable with each other in those dressing rooms that it didn't even dawn on me to whilst Abby had her back turned and was changing, it didn't even I didn't even think anything of it. And you turned around and we just had quite a laugh about yeah. it. But it is, it's that curlers in. I've seen people with their slippers on, yep. you know, and it's what we all do to get especially when it's, you know, broadcasting at one AM yeah. or something like that, or you've had a very long run of shows. And that's what I love because people are kind. Someone mm. will know and say, Can I make you a cup of tea? You know, and it's that's just the it's the kindness of strangers that actually bonds it and, and probably gives us the energy to do it really because live tv is quite energy sapping at the best of times yeah so. there's a real sort of high that was a hand gesture so that wasn't very helpful but there's a real you know you, you get on air just before you go in there your energy's up and then you're on air and up and then you come off and you, go you down slump and there's and a real cycle especially yeah. like you say when you've got a tsv so you're in for 24 hours yeah yeah, you go through all sorts of emotions. I call it Q, I call it QVC jet lag. Yeah, well, we always say it's a QVC hangover. <laughs> yeah. So when I've, um, it's always the day after, the day after. And luckily, Fiona from Declaw actually said to me, after, "Oh, lovely." Well, she, it was the first TSV I'd ever done. I'd been on air for about eight years before we'd done a TS Today Special Value, where you're on for that 24-hour period. And she said to me, "Look, just to let you know, you'll be fine the next day." But the following day, you can feel really ill. But don't panic. You know, you think, oh, no, I'm now going down with something. Mm. I'm really busy. I haven't seen the kids and I need to do this mm. and I'm going to be ill. She said, don't worry, it will pass. And she was absolutely right. And it was such a reassuring thing yeah. to wake up feeling really ill, but thinking, this isn't an illness. This is just a mini TSV hangover. <laughs> and I will be over it by lunchtime because Fiona from Declior, she said so. And she wears a uniform, so she's got to be, yeah. you know. When they and, wear a uniform, you when know. You know, they know, know their stuff. About. Yeah, she, name badge, everything. <laughs> and she was absolutely right. And I remember texting her that night and saying, thank you so much. Because I'd have been really down thinking, mm. oh, now I'm going to be ill for four days. I've got so much to do. I haven't seen the kids. But no, I, it was great. So um, that's what I like. People are, And people are really honest. And I love the whole experience you sit in that um guest lounge sometimes mm-hmm. and you're watching the screen aren't you watching something else and it could be a completely unrelated show you know not beauty or anything and i have sat there literally and looked at the screen and thought what is that <laughs> and then i thought what is that oh i want that oh oh i see oh no actually that 
my mum would love that. And I've sat there buying things that the first time I just looked at it and thought, I don't even know what that is. So I love that as well because it's a real learning curve. You sort of see all these other products and stuff that are outside of your sphere completely and suddenly mm. realise you can't live without them. There's just a, there's a very bizarre and wonderful camaraderie there. And yeah. I really, really... When I've got a QVC date in my diary, I really look forward to it. Yeah. And I remember I came off air not too long ago and you were you were being taken down to the studio and you took my shoulders in the corridor and you said you are doing really well kid and I was <laughs> like your cell has really come on leaps and bounds and that's the thing like yeah. everyone's just very, everyone's very together yeah. yeah absolutely and even when things you know when you don't have the best show in the world mm. then everyone's say, oh it's just one of those days how, you know it doesn't matter where you are at whether you're in euphoria land because mm. you feel you've got your messages and it was great to be able to talk to customers or whether you feel oh I did you know I've just forgotten my words mm. halfway through I had one day one of the ingredients in our products is called superoxide dismutase and what did you call me? I know. And it's a, a really great repair ingredient for the skin. It's incredibly expensive. It's in after sun. It's just brilliant. And I um, I wanted to say this on air, but I was so tired that my brain thought I could say it, but my mouth didn't. <laughs> so I was saying, oh, and the great thing is, and what I should have said is, it has superoxide dismutase. But what I actually said was, oh, the great thing is, it has in It has It has. And I just couldn't say it. I just gave up. Charlie just looked at me and went, should we... Not what is like, yeah. It has a great ingredient in there. Just read the back, you'll find it. But I just couldn't say it. So um, yeah, that's uh, that. It always makes me laugh, but it's always good fun, and I do love it. You've been very good because you've had proper blooper moments on air, and you've just ridden it out, and you've looked the. You've been. I have fallen looked. off my shoes. <laughs> Have you ever done the lunchtime show or seen that where you do the competition? Yes. Yes, yeah, so you have to walk across set. I didn't know this. So I was wearing what I call QVC shoes, i.e. not to be walked in. They're not for walking, they're right. for, for just looking yeah. at. And yeah, that first time I did that, straight over, live TV, great. I've, um, I was on It'll Be Alright on the night this Christmas yes. and was watching it by accident, had no idea I was going to be on. I'd actually just said to my daughter... Look, darling, I'm getting ever so tired. Should we go up? And she said, oh, I'm really watching this. And I said, oh, really? this is on every... That's me. <laughs> so I had one of those moments. So yeah, there's been lots of lots of fun and games as well. Yes, I think that's the nice thing about it is that yeah, I mean the lunchtime show is brilliant as yes. well because the we all it's a bit more they not loose women but there's a more sort of conversation. Freedom. And I think thank goodness they put a front on the table because when they first started it didn't have. And no. when I last did it, I had bought a dress but it has a slit in the front and when I sat on that stool, I mean there were spanks <laughs> everywhere and I had Alison O'Reilly next to me and she looked down and went regretting with the dress choice <laughs> we were trying so hard not to laugh because I was just sitting there going I'm so sorry that you're going to have to look at this but yes there were flesh coloured spanks staring at you from here I am <laughs> practising what I preach people so I tried to like put a there's, obviously there's like cotton wool and there's little oh did you try tissue. to make a little so I got a tiny tissue the size of I don't know just like a really tiny tissue and tried to put it over the slit of my dress and she was like it's just go with it Just sometimes you just look ahead just keep don't worry about what's going on there just keep going keep smiling but yeah that lunchtime show is quite amusing and I've talked about products I had no idea I'd talk about there's a product called Poo Pori which is yes a special spray that you spray down the loo and it sits on the water level and it means no smells can get and I found myself on that one with with, I feel um, like I immediately (laughs) I know don't worry it's in the bathrooms here it's amazing (laughs) but um um, it was uh Jill Gauntlet was uh was doing that and I I found I was so interested in it that they kept saying right we're going to move on to your product now, Abby. It's like, no, but hang on. Before we talk about Optum, 
one, which we will get to. Just explain. So this, it's I see. So you spray before. Oh, okay, that's handy for a downstairs loo, for example, isn't it? And just thought, what, what, what's my life? But I love it. I love that. My first ever uh, lunchtime show was when the TSB was mattresses. Yes. And it was me, and I forget the name of the host, but essentially every single person, bar me and Tom Ogden, were left at the table where everyone normally sits, while the other, was it four people, jumped up and down and sort of were lying across the mattress, innuendos flying, um, to show quite how, you know, how it could take the weight of four people. And there's Tom and I sat at the bar and we just looked at each other and said, is this just like a Friday night in a nightclub? I was sitting here while everyone else is having such together. a good time. <laughs> it just oh, felt like we were so left on the shelf. No, it's anyway. great. I love that. So that's that show they do every weekday, don't they, at one o'clock? Yes. And it is, it is worth watching, I think, because it's hysterical. It's got that element of you don't quite know what's no. going to happen. And if anything's going to happen, it's on that show because all the guests are given free reign and we've never yeah. had that. So now we're like, woohoo! Here's me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Here's me falling off my shoes. Yeah. Now, one of the other things, as well as being such a lovely support when I first started on QVC and giving me lots of on-air tips, we also just talked about general life stuff. And you are very... <laughs> Bizarrely, you are a ray of sunshine, oh, yes. and it's always lovely when I see your name on the dressing room doors because I know that we're going to have a really uplifting chat. And I remember when I first met you, everyone who would come into the green room or the dressing room would say, "Oh, Abby, you're disappearing," and it was because you'd started running. Yes. And so, tell me the story about how you got into running, and I was why always it's very big as a child. I was sort of a good size, sixteen, eighteen, as a as a young teenager, and um, just thought that's that's how I am you know that that is what I'll be and um through life sort of struggled with weight obviously tried to lose some weight when I got married ended up having twins so obviously put on a lot of weight when when um, I was pregnant with the babies um and always you know I was serially at Weight Watchers or Rosemary I was always at something Mm. doing something or a box was being delivered you know I was just constant constant dieting and then um I about gosh four years ago I guess I got very frustrated because I used to like to go to classes exercise classes but I found that balancing the children Mm -hmm. and my workload I would make this horrendously huge effort and I know that there are so many men and women who are doing the same you know they're desperately trying to build exercise into their lives but it's very hard to do while you're commuting or you've got little ones or whatever's going on or you're caring for somebody elderly it's really hard and I'd get there and I'd be like eight minutes late and of course the class would have to say we can't let you in Mm. and the crushing disappointment of like my whole day has been a countdown to make me do this and now I can't do it and I you know that would make me want to go and eat chocolate to be Mm. honest which was kind of the worst thing to do (laughs) yeah so I one day that happened to me and I thought well I'll just have to go for a run and honestly at cross country at school I used to sneak off hide in the bush and just run around when the others came back (laughs) 10 B&H and a packet of polos gets you through everything (laughs) and um, box of matches ta-da so I just ran and I actually quite enjoyed it I was I don't know if you've ever seen the Friends episode where Phoebe runs through Central Park but she flails her arms around that was me and I just thought okay that's cute I like that and um, so I just ran a little bit like 20 minutes and I suppose they do a lot of apps now you know from couch to 5k and stuff like that but I was sort of doing that myself I didn't know that that was available and I thought, okay, I can do this at any point. You know, I don't have to, it doesn't have to be at 7.30 on the dot and then the kids, someone plays up mm-hmm. or, you know, my babysitter doesn't arrive or something. 
So I just started running and I really enjoyed the freedom. I hate the first kilometre. I hate it. I still hate it now. I still feel like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. My body's gone wrong. I'm, I'm too tired for this. Why am I doing this? I'm not this? in my rhythm yet. I don't get it. I, why am I doing this? Oh, I work so hard. Why should I bother? And then after that, it's like, oh, hello. You've woken up now. You stop moaning in mm. the little voices in my head and I'm, I'm into it. And so I set myself a goal of a half marathon, which I thought was completely unachievable. Um, what actually happened is Heart Radio, I was driving into work and they said, we've got 10 places left to run for Rocking Horse Charity, which is the children's hospice down in Brighton. And I found myself dialing the number from my hands free, of course. Found myself <laughs> dialing first. the number. And um, yeah, I suddenly dialed it and got through and I got the last <gasps> place. And I thought... And then I, I walked into work and said, like, morning, everyone. I've just entered the Brighton Half Marathon. Everyone's like, what? It's like, I know. And it was February. That must have been about September. So I had plenty of time. Mm-hmm. I was like, right, I'll just make my, like my revision timetables at school. Got my coloured pens out. As long as I'm doing, you know, 5K by then, 10K <laughs> it's like by the then. the diet books in the kitchen. Absolutely. You do the timetable. The prep. And that's just then you have to see it through, yeah. So I did it. And I absolutely loved it. I was so nervous. You know, people are there that have done 20 marathons. Mm-hmm. You know, done it a million times. There's the little pros. me. Yeah. There's little me in my ill-fitting you know having my number on my is this right if I put my number on my front right all the stuff but I loved it and it, the sense of achievement was huge and obviously raised some money for raised some money for charity that was all great and so I kind of just kept going and now I, I what I do I'm quite realistic I commit to two half marathons a year I've just done the Brighton one again that was in February I do the Brighton one in February I do the Rygate one in September and that just keeps me motivated because I'm so scared of passing out halfway round. <laughs> I think if I just keep doing that, I'll run yeah. three times a week. And I love it. I absolutely love it. And I've just found my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I swam a bit when I was pregnant with the kids and stuff like that. And I, I, I want to be active. It's very easy to make excuses for me. I can sort of just, oh, I'm very busy. And mm-hmm. I'll just watch Coronation Street and, you know, maybe have a glass of Sauvignon. Maybe I won't go. You know, and I have to really say, no, that's what you want to do. Um, but it's just getting a balance. I'm never going to run proper you know full marathons mm. I'm never going to do crazy you know Eddie Izzard challenges which I just can't imagine how that he's done that it's 27 marathons in 27 days it's amazing Crikey. what a guy but but this is right for me so that's really helped um and also I've changed my diet quite considerably um which has helped at the same time and I'm feeling so well mm. um I had a problem with wheat and gluten so I've cut that out I still I eat more than I've ever eaten but because I'm doing the exercise Mm. and because I'm eating food that my body obviously can process it just seems to work so I've lost about three stone you look fab thank you but I and I'm I but I don't even weigh myself anymore I used to weigh myself every day sort of obsessively would your mood for the rest of the day oh absolutely on those numbers and whether I knew I'd lent on the sink or not to get the number (laughs) I wanted you know it was ridiculous and I knew I was doing it it was Mm. this mad obsession and I don't know why we do it to ourselves. And since I've sort of shed that, I don't, in the nicest possible way, I don't care. I now know I'm healthy. It's easy to say because I've lost three stuff. I know that. But I can honestly say that I am in such a better personal place that I will eat things sometimes now that I would have never eaten mm. on you know all my diet plans and everything um, and now I will treat myself but maybe that satisfaction mm. means that I then don't because what I used to do is eat everything low fat low this low that low sugar you know 
diet, whatever. And I was never really satisfied, so I probably just ate huge amounts of it. Yeah. But always felt that it was okay because it was this or it was that. Whereas now I don't eat anything like that. I just eat raw, real food. Mm. Um, but I, I, I just seem to obviously eat less. And that seems works. to be coming back. The coming back to the real food. I mean, via kale for crying out loud, but and yeah. spirulina and whatever. But it seems to be coming back to people saying, "Do you know what? Have the butter. I have do the cheese. Yeah. Just don't eat." Loads of it. Yeah. The whole point of the low-fat food, I think, was to allow you to, to allow you to eat more. <laughs> so therefore, portion control got a little bit complicated and confusing. Yeah, I think so. And I was very reliant on processed food because mm. of being busy, as so many people are. I got very reliant on that. Yeah. Um, whereas now I cook. I don't cook amazing things, but I just cook if it's you know. Do you batch cook? Uh, no, I should do. I, if I batch cook, I'll eat it all, Emma. <laughs> I talk yes, a good I game, but I'm still I'm still <laughs> the same girl inside. <laughs> So um, so no, I have to just cook for what we need. But um, but it, I cook good, simple food. It's mm. not, honestly, it doesn't take very long. And sometimes I'm in the mood to chop ginger and sometimes I'm like, you know what, we're having this without ginger. That's fine. Yeah. It doesn't have to be absolutely perfect. Um, but it just seems to work for me. And it's, it's obviously better for my kids. Yeah. Um, you know, they, we were reliant on, on too much shop-bought processed food. Tried to make good decisions, but probably weren't. But now that, now that I don't eat wheat at all, it, it chops out such big portions of processed elements that it just makes life a lot easier for all of us. Yeah. Very interesting. Very inspiring as well. I love the fact you go running three times a week. Yes, I have to do early sometimes. That's quite amusing. But you see, if it's early, it's light now, so it's not so much. But when it was dark and I was running early, you can do your mad run. You, you can, can dance. Run. But were you, please tell me you were top to toe day glow and high vis. I was top to toe day glow, but, but that's my look anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I rock that look. Um, I was top to toe day glow and I would stick to main roads, you know, with good paths when, mm. it's, when I'm running at night or running in the early morning the, um, when it's still dark. But you have your music up high, honestly, and I dance like an absolute nut job. <laughs> and, and I forget that sometimes there will be the odd lorry or the dustmen. The dustmen are the ones that always get me. They always, I don't realise they're there and I'm literally... <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah and I'm really going I just dance away I don't really know what I do and then suddenly the dustman will come out with his empty wheelie bin and be like alright love you're like oh <laughs> try to look sensible I like a good power ballad and the other day I was running to Whitney Houston's um one moment in time. Brilliant. If anyone's ever listened to Joe Malone's podcast, um, Desert Island Discs, yeah, um, she talks about one moment in time, and it's a beautiful song. But ever since hearing her talk about why she loves that song, it makes me quite emotional. And I didn't think about it, put it, put it on my playlist, and I was running down the road, and I burst into tears. Oh, I was so into you. it. But hey, that you got to commit. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> once you're once you're on that road, girlfriend, crying all out. Yeah, yeah. And then being furious because you're listening to some angry rock music. Is oh, I know. Yeah, I know. Absolutely fine. Also, now I have some standard. I say standard, but we're going to ask all of our all of the guests um, these questions. The first one I didn't put. I did send these through to you because there are things that you may want to do a little bit of research on, but. Um, the first question is, you are in the car and somebody cuts you up and they cut you up quite badly. You didn't send me this though, did you? No, these are the first two. Oh, okay. That's, that's good. I was going to say, gosh, I haven't researched this at all. Right. <laughs> Someone cuts me up. Someone cuts you up. You're in a car um, and you just think, Whoa, yeah. why I Grr, Yeah. What swear word do you use? <gasps> oh, gosh. Do I have to be honest? You have to be really oh, honest. I'm careful. I'm afraid of... <laughs> would, would certainly... I've got to... I'm just telling the truth. <laughs> 
depending on who's with me. If it was my dear children, I would try and calm it a little bit. Well, that leads into the second question. So if you were by yourself, it would by be By myself, it would certainly be the, yeah. Okay. And if I was with my mother, because she likes a good, she'd be joining in as well. And if I was with my PA, who's Italian, she'd lean over and bib for me. She's done that quite a lot. Oh. She loves a good bib, that one. She, she, I think she will run her hooter out. <laughs> She'll run her hooter out. i get it. a new one. You're in the car, somebody cuts you up quite badly. Mm. And you're angry. The Queen's in the back. Because you're, right. giving, you're, giving, you're giving her a lift to Chiswick Park. She's yes. coming with you for a TSB. Yes. What swear word do you use? Well, then I would remain... I really would, genuinely. like Because I've had clients, you know, really important clients. When the Swiss bosses come over and stuff, and I've been driving and got cut up. And then I remain very calm, but incredibly sarcastic. Mm-hmm. So then I turn to my... Oh, well done, you. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Look at that. Fantastic. What a wonderful example that is. And I will have a whole conversation. It's sort of like, if I can go with the F-bomb because I'm on my own and I can mm-hmm. let it all out, that's done in two or three seconds. Yeah. If I have to really steal myself, then it's going to take about 20 minutes to yes. come out very slowly of like, oh, yes. And I could still be talking about it when that person has parked, emptied their shopping and gone home. And I'm still going, yes, well, that was very clever, wasn't it? Very jolly clever. I mean, look at you. You must be very proud. So, yeah, I would deal with it in that way. I like it. Okay, these ones you've given been given an opportunity to um, make sure that you know what you want to say. So, what's your favourite film and why? Okay, it's I struggle with the title because I just love it so much. Is it the Lost? It's the Lost Lost Exotic Last Exotic Marigold Hotel. It's absolutely my favourite movie at the moment and has been for about a year because I love the colours. You haven't seen it, have you? I haven't. You have to because the colours, the the. Honestly, I don't get that excited about cinematography particularly, but genuinely, the way that that is shot is is jaw-dropping. It's just beautiful. You get this real sense of, of what India is about. You've got mm. these amazing colours. You just see so much. I love the storylines as well. I love these people reflecting at one end of their life um, and looking at and making really good choices. I mean, there was a BBC thing on recently that was sort of based on it with um, Wayne Sleep and various... Should we say more mature celebrities going over to Jaipur to see if they could live in that way? And Jan Leeming, actually, I think she stayed there. It was it was fascinating. It was really a really good watch. Um, but I loved that. So uh, that's inspired me to go to India. My best friend's dad is Indian, and she's always gone to India, lots and lots to see family. And I've never been, and now it is on my list. So I am um, watch out, India. I am coming. <laughs> Look out! Yeah, and you'll be. They're packed with ultrasound. Obviously. And samples for everybody. <laughs> everybody. Um, what's your favourite song and why? Um, Doesn't I, have to be of all time, it could just be what's really. No, it would. I think it would be um, Mr. Blue Sky by ELO. And it's nothing to do with Blue Sky and Sunshine, cause, but it's just. I can remember going to the library and getting out on cassette. The ELO, because that's what we used to do, people. It is, I remember. My, my children obviously just download, like, oh, I like that song, Kunk, and they've got Done. it. And it was like, gosh, I might go to the library on Saturday and see if they've got the cassette in stock, and then I can borrow it for a whole week. Try explaining to a millennial about the video shop. I know. Used to have in the video. I, you know, we were talking about that yesterday, having to leave a £70 deposit before you could even take a video out. But yes, um, so it would be, uh, it makes me, it's a really smiley, wonderful song, Mr. Blue Sky. You just want to turn it up in the car. And I also, it was used in a Doctor Who years ago when my kids were quite small it was one of their favourite episodes it got watched quite a lot and they they know it as well from that so I quite like it it's quite a family song for us um what's your favourite book it is Ken Follett um Pillars of the Earth which is the most 
phenomenal book I have ever read in my life. I didn't want to read it because it is a tome. It is about 1,200 pages. Yikes. And my dad was insistent that I read this book. And I was like, yeah, all right, Dad. Yeah, no, you really must, Abigail. You know, he's the one person that calls me Abigail. You really must read this. I really want you to read this. I was like, yeah, all right, Dad. Yeah, a bit busy. Just, you know, at some point I will read this book. Anyway, I think I went on holiday and took it with me out of, you know, being a good daughter. And I thought, I'll give it 20 pages, but this is not my thing. It's set in the... 14th century it's about monks and building cathedrals it is so not my thing you know give me a nice big bit of chiclet or you know rubbish say, yeah, yeah it really isn't my thing <gasps> it was stunning it was one of the and and I then went on to read the sequel I've read every, you know I, I it was truly stunning and I have now turned into my dad because everywhere I go I say to people you must read this you must read that and I've, I've bought about eight copies of that book to give to people to enforce them through the same just leave it in cafes yeah I think someone will pick yeah it up. absolutely it's such a great <laughs> book so yeah Ken Follett for me interesting now what's your biggest beauty disaster a fake tan <laughs> I am so bad at it even though I sit there going fake it people fake yeah. it I am so so bad at it I have had some better experiences recently um both James Reed and Michelle Moan do a facial overnight tanner. Yeah. That's better for me. I try not to use fake tan too much anyway because I'm often demonstrating my yep. product and I want them to see, you know, what it ha- what happens on natural mm. skin. But I've had some real have to cover up for ages around ankles and, and it I don't know what it is with me, but if I make a mistake, it stays there for weeks. Yes, oh, and yeah, yeah. I've had one spray tan in my life, only one. And um, it was one of my team here, Nina, spray tanned me once because I was going on my first date from Match.com. <gasps> and so she spray tanned me. And they were all, everyone was very kind, like, no, you look great. Every time I looked in the mirror, I was like, who is that? I don't know if that's normal for people when they first spray tan. <laughs> she did the lightest one because I was really paranoid. But honestly, I've, I felt really conscious of I'm a different, look at me. Look at me. I always, I've never. Did your hair look like the wrong colour for your yeah, hair? Everything that's was wrong. When you've gone too far. Yeah, everything was wrong. But <laughs> I have never used eye makeup. That's it. I've never ever put eye makeup on like you've got, like that sort of eyeshadow. I was trying, I was pretending to be JLo this morning. It's very good. <laughs> it's a bit But heavy. I've, I've never done that because when I wear eye makeup, I think people are looking at me as if say, oh, look. <laughs> She's put a bit of makeup on. Oh, She's found her mum's makeup bag. Um, so I, I can't do that. And my daughter does, and she's amazing at it. And I and she, every now and then she's on, oh, Mum, let me. And, I was, and, I, and she's put some on. I've said, I'm going to have to take it off. I feel ridiculous. So it's really funny. I'm just not very good at that. I love all the... From beauty, I adore skin. And so I get very excited when there's new technology in skincare, um, when you know people are really breaking through and finding new mm. ways to give our skin the best possible chance it's and obviously it's what I do as well so that's great but when it comes to color I get very scared yes it can be scary I just like to pile it all on yes um what's your biggest beauty success um I think for me at the moment one of the things that I am loving is um the Philip Kingsley um, trichotherapy. I have the worst <gasps> possible hair in the world, like really thin, sister. fine hair that just... And I, can, I, I can't even have long hair um, because it just doesn't grow. It just all falls out and breaks. But I've been using the trichotherapy serum and it's like it's a, a spray dropper. as well. They do a spray. They they do a three piece kit, which is the um, tablets, <laughs> which clearly I don't. Item number three hundred six. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've got Abby here today. Well, it was the three piece kit that I bought. It came, comes with supplements, but we yeah. all know I'm not going to take them. So no. I gave them straight to my mum, who swears by them. By the way, she thinks they're amazing. <laughs> and um, there's one with a dropper and one that's a spray. And the dropper you get onto your scalp a couple of times a week, and it's made such a difference to my hair. Really? It really has. Honestly, I, I honestly, I'm. I mean, it's. it's 
you know, it, you get what you pay for, and mm. it's in the top end of my budget, shall we say, but it's worth it. Yeah. So that's something I, I will not run out of. Um, I think it's superb. And you really feel like it's made a difference? really feel like it's made a difference. You have to give it a couple of weeks, um, but once it's going, you, you and, and I'm only using it twice a week, and you just put it, once you've washed your hair, you literally just drop a few. I was sort of a bit paranoid at first. Do I have to get it everywhere? Do I have to get it where I'm yeah. worried about hair growth? What do I do? Um, but so I stalked them, and then they told me that it was fine. You know, get those the right quantity, a couple of droppers worth, just down the parting lines, basically, and just give it a bit of a massage. Mm. And honestly, for me huge results that's where i think qvc is so excellent because you can invest in something like that which as well as a financial investment it is an emotional one yeah but then you can see it live demoed yeah and you can see them show you exactly how to use it and get the best out of it absolutely and i think that's what strikes a real emotional chord with me and the same with when you do your product demos like you're giving somebody the knowledge and the information to protect them or their family or their children whoever it is yeah um and they know that they're taking all the right steps yeah and it's it's that whole peace of mind understanding more about it and even if it's not something you decide to purchase and come in on at that time it's now on your wavelength and you understand Mm. more about what your scalp needs or what your skin needs or how to protect in the sun or whatever so not everything is right for everybody obviously but it's great just learning so you make better decisions when you are maybe you then go into a high street store but you've just got more knowledge that's what i love about Mm. it just to get actually have knowledge and understand i've stood in stores before where i've asked the assistant you know oh is this good for a sensitive skin for example and literally they've picked up the box looked at the back and gone uh yeah it says you know you think (laughs) i I could have done that and i'm I'm, having said that there are stores that Mm. give you great advice and are superb but that's the great thing with the QVC. It is consistently the expert's advice. And also, you and I have both been at the QVC Beauty Bash. We have spent three days. How many years have you done it? Oh, uh, gosh, about seven years. I'm okay. only on year three. I've done it for the third time this year. There ain't no one more knowledgeable than, no. the, consu- than the QVC viewers. I know. Oh, my goodness. I know. It's I- actually like... a Yes, it's a pleasure to speak to them, but it's also, like, it really it's quite raises high pressure. your game. Yes, it is. And it's, I find, I don't know if I should say this, but I find that they often know more than when I'm talking to big buyers of retailers. You know, when I'm talking to big buyers, they, mm. they have to buy across a whole range of things. They may not have that in-depth knowledge, but those customers that approach you at Beauty Bash, they know exactly what they like to use, how to use mm. it, what to expect from it, what, what it gave them. Um, and also there's a lot of groups now where they share a lot of information mm. with each other. So again, it's taking not just the key message that they may glean from the screen, but they're able to share their experience yeah. and add extra value to that for their for other customers or viewers. Um, so I really think it's a superb um, medium for mm. as all, you know, anything where like youtube or podcast just to actually really hear Mm -hmm. rather than to see an image and a marketing spiel you know and a tagline and a brochure it's it's actually just talking to people because that's where it's all coming from and that's what we're doing it for so that's the best possible way of communicating might be for you it might not but at least you know what your what your decision is and it's bizarrely addictive i remember starting watching it when i knew i was going on air and realizing i was four hours into yeah QVC and it's, I needed to look away. It's when I've come back and done 24 hours straight and the first thing I do is put QVC on when I get home. <laughs> and you realise, I've got. I've actually said to myself, honestly, you have to turn this off now. Okay, in a minute. No, you have to turn it off now. And the little people in my brain have had it. And it's like, right, turn it off. I have to go to bed. I love the amount of people who are on QVC 
guest presenters who will then Facebook saying, oh my goodness, I've just got caught and I've just spent X yeah. number of pounds yeah, yeah, yeah. on such and it such. It cost me a fortune when I'm up there for the whole day. I, I end up buying all sorts of things. I have to, I have to be really... Especially when you off. find things that are a great gift for someone that they, you know that they won't yeah. have seen yet. Because that's the thing. It's great when you see all the gifts come out for Christmas, but mm. you know everyone else has seen them as well. Yeah. But when you find something on there, there's some great gardening things. My mum's a really keen gardener. I've bought all sorts of things for family and friends and thought, hee hee. Oh, we love it. We love Chiswick Park. Anyway, Abby Cleave. Thank you so much for being a guest on the Beauty Podcast. It's been a delight to talk to you. I feel like I've learned so much and I will start putting my SPF on in the right order Hooray. from here on in. Bless you. <laughs> Thank, oh, you. <laughs> Thank you. And sorry if I've wibbled on a bit. You know what I'm like, but it's been great fun. I've really enjoyed it. Lovely. Thank you very much. So there you have it. That was the Beauty Podcast with Emma G with our fabulous guest, Abby Cleave. I don't know about you, but I feel like I learned a whole lot during that wonderful chat with her. If you have any questions, please do follow the links in the show notes to get in touch and we'll see you again soon.